Welcome to Movie of the Year. My name is Audrey. <laughs> That's a joke to you. Am I, what am I, some corn, some corn to a corn? <laughs> this, this feels right to me though. I feel like we should keep going. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to Movie of the Year. I did a tiny little, a tiny little jig with my right arm. It was awesome. So you're Audrey and I'm Lindsay. Yeah, that's right. And this week we are discussing the movies of the year 2000, the new millennium. Y2K. Y2K. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> Where were you in the year 2000? It was senior year. Um, and the freshman year because college. Oh, right. Well, for some of us. You started college. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. You were enrolled. You just quit. I didn't even start. Really? It I had a totally false memory about you getting a job in the cafeteria. No, I didn't even start. Like, I just, I went to orientation. I was like, bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you never. <laughs> well, you made the right choice. I suppose. Okay, so senior year of high school, I think, was my fondest. It was a good year. Why was it your favorite? I don't know. I probably just like my self-confidence was high and we had a little group of friends. Because we ruled the school. The school. And by ruled the school, I mean got leads in the musical <laughs> theater show. And were not popular under any circumstances. <laughs> I remember my senior year. I kept trying to insinuate myself in things that I was afraid I had missed. <laughs> Like, every year at this one homecoming pep rally, people would perform musical numbers. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, me and actually a couple of other girls from other social groups just kind of showed up for that. And they were like, what the heck are Let's you do doing? It. But they were really nice about it. And so it was like all the beautiful, popular girl cheerleaders and then me and two other girls. Was that the one where you did like the Grease thing? Yes, we did. We did. I don't know the name the of it. and Yes, that one. We did that one. I remember because you had your little... Oh, uh, what they, they made me do the embarrassing dance move down the. Yeah, you were like, they made me do the stupid one because I was a goofball. Let's face it, they were all the stupid one. No, no, none was stupid as I. We cheered for you. We cheered no. you on. Everybody else was cheering ironically. <laughs> no, they weren't. We were in the musical Into the Woods, mm -hmm. which was my favorite musical. Well, it's because you rocked. You rocked. You rocked. <laughs> we are amazing. Glory day's over. <laughs> We're like two Uncle Ricos. It started and stopped. <laughs> the same year. <laughs> Our glory months. Lauren months. And we, oh, we walked down the aisle together at graduation. We did. And our wedding. <laughs> I know, the way you said it. Do you remember anything specific other than the many things that I've Two mentioned? things popped to mind, very random memories. One mm -hmm. was going to track practice, mm -hmm. and all the cool girls would change their shoes and stuff in the parking lot outside of the track. That Missy Elliott song, Hot Boys, was always playing. Mm -hmm. Always. The other thing that came to mind was freshman year of college, being like completely alone and super terrified and like... <laughs> doing the cliche like crying in my bunk bed at night but also finding people like new friends that I made watch that Audrey Hepburn movie Wait Until Dark. Mm. Wait Until Dark and Clue were like my ways in to make friends with people. Did you blow their minds? Well yes the people who were like oh my gosh that was amazing we would talk about movies and that's how we would become friends. Mm -hmm. People were like ah gotta. So you weeded them out. Why is she blonde? <laughs> 
but why is she blind? This movie is taking a long time. Would you like to know some facts? Some factoids about the year 2000? Or... Nope. Oh, moving along. I would love to. Real quick, before we get into this year's context, we want to say thank you so much to Coming Off the Reels, which is a really great film podcast. Yes. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah, they're um, they're telling people about Movie of the Year, and we really appreciate that. We also just want to say hi to a listener named Tom Kinner. Mm -hmm. He sends us his fully filled out categories. Um... Thank you so much to everybody who's listening. Our numbers are continuing to climb every week, and that's just really, really cool to us. We were playing around with a format a little bit, and mm -hmm. last year, 1999, was our biggest episode ever. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do this year is we're going to keep our categories, but we're also going to go through all the movies we listed that didn't make our categories at the end of the podcast, mm -hmm. after our movie stories, and before we play our final game of quick, think of a movie you haven't thought of in 20 years. Sounds good to me. Lindsay, would you mind going over the categories just really quickly? If you're a new listener, what we do is we hand out superlatives to all the movies that were released in a were released <laughs> in a specific year. So the categories are favorite, prestige, best song, best poster, uh, most traumatic, guilty pleasure, most influential, confession, which is um, a movie that you haven't seen that you feel like you should have seen, worst movie. The movie you can't believe didn't make your list, like maybe one you really love, but it didn't fit any of the other categories. That's it. We uh, very often tell a movie story, or many movie stories. We mm -hmm. very frequently talk about movie crushes. People <laughs> <laughs> have crushes on for movies, if you couldn't understand what that meant. <laughs> Thanks for going through all those categories. I know that was a curveball. It's fine. No. I can handle it. <laughs> I've got this. Okay, so now are you ready to get into it? We remembered where we were in the year 2000. In case you want to remember where you were, here are some things that were happening in the world. The PlayStation 2 was released. The computer virus, I love you, infected tens <laughs> of millions of Windows computers. The Millennium Force roller coaster opened. Nice. Six Flags. The Millennium Star Diamond Heist was foiled. Don't look at my list when I read it. It makes me nervous. Scary. I'm staring with my mouth you, open. I know. What were you looking at? I don't know. I think I was zoning. <laughs> I was listening, but I was focusing in really hard. So. Okay. The Millennium Star Diamond Heist was foiled in London. There was like an organized effort by this group of thieves to go in and steal this famous diamond. Oh my like god. Movie. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't steal. Um, and then the last news item before I get into songs and movies is there was a fake mummy <laughs> created in Pakistan they called the Persian Princess. Mm -hmm. And it was this huge news item because she was this remarkably well-preserved mummy. And it turned out she was a murder victim. And that's the way that her murder covered it up. Is your mind a little bit blown? So she wasn't an actual... I'm confused. <laughs> I, well, I was very clear. You tried so hard to drum up enthusiasm for that before admitting the truth. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. That year, in Pakistan, there was a news item that broke that said they had discovered this remarkably well-preserved mummy. Okay. And they called this mummy the Persian princess. Mm-hmm. And it was this huge deal, and the whole world was excited about it, as we are about money. And then they discovered some cool archaeologist figured out that it wasn't a real mummy. It was a murder victim okay, got disguised you. So as a mummy. She wasn't from ancient 
Persia. <laughs> Which would be, I believe, modern day Iran? I don't know. I don't know. This isn't a history podcast. Get out of here. <laughs> she was just a current yep. murder victim, and yep. that's how they covered it up. Yep. Got it now. I'm on the same page. Now I'm going to give you, for the last bit of the context before I turn it over to you, five, the five number one songs and the five, stop looking at my list. I'm <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> five top highest grossing films of the year 2000. Okay. The songs were Destiny's Child's Say My Name. Say My Name. We don't need a sample of every song. <laughs> oh, I think we do. <laughs> Aaliyah's Try Again. I forget that one. <clears throat> Is that the one that goes, uh-huh? <laughs> uh, nope. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> but the one you're thinking of was like an official song off the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. <laughs> I remember that because there was an owl in the video. An official song? Official. Um, there was also Janet Jackson's Doesn't Really Matter, Madonna's Music, mm-hmm. and Santana's Maria Maria. And the five highest grossing movies of the year 2000 were The Grinch's Castaway, Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> And the final two are Gladiator and What Women Want. What Women Want? Mm-hmm. Number five. Five? Number five highest grossing film of 2000. Why? Um, Tell me why. A deep and abiding love for magical realism in the United States film viewer? I don't know. That was not a, that I, that was not a believable relationship But it was me. also, it was pre-Scandal Gibson and it was the height of Helen Hunt. I know, but still, like, them as a couple, there was no chemistry for me. I agree. I did not believe that. I would be interested. Also a stupid. Who? (laughs) (laughs) It was stupid. Pander. Pander, pander. What women want is Mel Gibson. As though, like, uh... Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. Here's like, what women want. Women just want what men want for the most part. We, we want men to tell us what we want to hear <laughs> and then try to bet us. We want men to believe us when and only if they can hear our actual thoughts right. and read our minds. Right. Don't just assume that both genders want to like be loved and have enough money to take care of themselves. Right. Don't. Don't. That's not. It's not that simple. Was there ever a relationship <laughs> in the history of Mel Gibson movies that you did believe? Is it this specific yes. relationship? Him and his wife in Signs. Well, a very short-lived moment. The one that got cut in half? Yeah. And you believed that? That was okay. I believe that. That girl, that woman, was in a TV show called Sisters in the 90s that I used to I be remember that you show. You do? Um... The redheaded and not Reba McIntyre, but the actress who kind of looks yes. like her, Susie Kurtz. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is that yes. came out of nowhere. I mean, not heck nowhere. Did you know who Susie Kurtz was? You, Peter Gallagher, and Susie Kurtz. You know, I remember. <laughs> I used to watch that show, and I was way too young for it. Yeah, I I think I was too. It had some very adult subject matter. Was that it? That was it. Okay. Oh, that went on for... I did not mean to sidebar us like you nine million I did it because times. you said what women want and I went into a frenzy. <laughs> you did. You did. You went to a fugue state, as you like to say. I did. I zoned. <laughs> okay. So I just wrote down a few movies that were set in 2000. I'm excited about this. <laughs> There's like three. I'm so excited. Um, Escape from L.A., Godzilla 2000, <laughs> um, and Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. And Final Destination 5. Was Devin Sawa in that first movie? Mm-hmm. He is. I get him confused with... Brandon... Yes. Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis. Yes. Brandon Jonathan. 
<laughs> if we had to like make a com like a Frankenstein out of all the child boy actors, put a Tyler in the middle. Brandon Tyler Jonathan. <laughs> and it's every child actor Ryder Strong. He's got a butt cut. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I don't know how I know this, but I know that he hated that haircut. I have no idea why I know that. In your drawer, you open a drawer, and it's like, <laughs> it's your old uh, tiger beat. It's like creepy your... serial killer habit. <laughs> you open a closet, and it's your shirt. <laughs> with candles. And the Cape Fear music automatically plays when you open the door. <laughs> I still love <laughs> you, JTT. <laughs> people who are constantly afraid of offending other people shouldn't be allowed to have podcasts, because I'm constantly like, Ew. Shh, shh, no, I mean... They take it back. I love you, JTT, but I don't. I, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody be mad. So shall we go through our list? I'm so ready for this. This was a good year. It was a very good year. Let's do it. I did not sing it. I know. I wanted to. I hesitated. I heard you hesitate. <laughs> I don't, you didn't want to kick it, it off. It was a very good year. <laughs> it was a... Oh, man. I gotta finish it. <laughs> you go. You go. No, you I just want, what well, you said although, and now I really want to know. No, I didn't. Oh. No, I didn't. <laughs> Argument. Yes, People light. are eventually <laughs> going to figure out that we're just enchanted Bert and Ernie puppets. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that we are. Uh, okay. I would really like to know what your favorite movie is from the year 2000. Okay. It was a tie. Oh, between? Between Almost Famous. And best in the show. Good job. Okay, I'm so excited. Tell me why. Well, it's so funny because we just watched Almost Famous. We did, we sure did. Without even thinking about that we were going to be doing this a few days ago. I know. It's been, guess what else was on TV that day? Castaway. It, well, oh, that's right. And several others that are on this list. I was kind of freaked out. Was what women want on to it? To be honest. <laughs> no. There's only <laughs> one thing I remember from the What Women Want preview, and it's this part where Mel Gibson has his hands in his pockets and he thrusts his crotch out. That's all I remember. Ew. I, I, think, I think he overhears her looking at his crotch, which is not a uh, thing. Oh, yes, women and do. then he's like, <laughs> thrust it. <laughs> Okay, so a tie between Almost Famous and Dustin Show. Yes. Um, Almost Famous, Cameron Crowe, I love, have a deep, deep affection for. Well, we were just talking about how amazing the music in the movie is, but also that <laughs> wish we could go back in time and like just have an experience in that yeah. time in the 70s. I would still be like a goody two-shoes, so I wouldn't be a groupie or anything. I'd just be like wandering around, like... Just I'd, like checking things out in the 70s. I think I would be... <laughs> I think I feel like in my heart like one of the band-aids because mm -hmm. that is how I feel about music said it every person ever I guess but just to think about that the fact that Cameron Crowe I mean that's based on his life like his, that's his story like it just amazes me that I would never dream of doing something like that when I was that age like when I was a I mean he wasn't I don't think he was actually 15 but yeah. he was a little older but still like it's something I never would have dreamt of, but I don't know. It's just impressive to me. And the story's really beautiful and sweet. And it's wonderful casting. It really I is. I feel like that movie is made in the writing and the casting. Oh, it was also my favorite. Yeah. Oh, so it was? Yeah, oh, so well worth, since it, it seems like I'm railroading you. And Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Again. Yeah. Appears. Arrives and lends his gravitas. He and does. His 
perfect and he floats away. naturalistic <laughs> performances so that we can just come back and have a little touchstone. And he's right. He is right. He's, he's like the bitter, hardened journalist. He's the ghost of what that kid could become mm-hmm. in the future. He, he, he guides him. He puts him on the right path. Be bold. <laughs> and mighty forces will come to your aid. <laughs> Don't said that. It's not too late for you to become a person of substance. <laughs> your mom really freaked me out. <laughs> his face. It's his face it's when like she says balls. that. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> And, okay, anything else about Almost Famous before I... That movie captures the first time that you fall in love so well. Mm -hmm. And that movie is such a bittersweet rewatch because there is something so pure about first love and so honest. And that movie makes you, as an adult, look at it and think to yourself, why... It it seems unfair. This, This is coming out way crazier than I intended for it to. It seems unfair to us when we are that age and we fall in love that we couldn't either just be with a person we love or stay with them because he's so in love with Penny Lane. Mm-hmm. And it is like that the first time you fall in love. You think, well, this is great. I'll just do this forever. And that's before you're old enough to understand that love is not enough, mm-hmm. that it's life circumstances and it's who you are and where you're going and it has to be on the same path as the other person. And blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It just captures that innocence and I think it's also it captures like the love of life mm-hmm. there are people who never leave their bedrooms or never try and this kid is willing to go out and try and because of that he has such an experience even though his mother really doesn't want it like <laughs> desperately is trying to have him hold on to his youth and his childhood imagine if he hadn't hadn't tried it also I really love the ending which we kind of talked yeah. about where I appreciate it wasn't like a conventional where he's like I love you and I I want to be with you and they get together she's like no go do what you're supposed to do go apologize everybody gets what they need not what they want right you know yep which is what's best for all of them (laughs) (laughs) it's brilliant it is we could talk about this movie for like three hours this is one of those movies I would love to screen Mm -hmm. and like have Cameron Crowe talk about it of course Uh, I'm sure everybody would love that let's do it or one or many of the actors (laughs) (laughs) so best in show Christopher Guest I don't think there's a Christopher Guest movie that I don't love what's your favorite part about best in show or your favorite scene my favorite scene is when Michael McKean sings over the telephone to Olavai to his dogs (laughs) it is so funny and brilliant Everything about that movie is just one funny thing after the other, which is like all of his movies. <laughs> they bury bottom old churchyard. They bury Bill beside her. And on her grave was a red rose. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. You're going to want me to, but I won't. And on his, I don't know the words, a briar. Oh, you did know the words. I did know the words. And that's not the right melody, but it's just so funny. <laughs> Liked it. Clap. <laughs> All right, let's move on before I embarrass myself <laughs> further. What was your prestige pick? Billy Elliot. Dance, Billy, dance! Billy Elliot said and he's mad! <laughs> From that little known SNL sketch where Chris Kattan played Billy Elliot. He dances so quickly. <laughs> and he started at the back of the studio and came dancing to the audience. But really, the, the film itself is wonderful and exciting and... That's the kind of movie that is made very frequently in England where it's a slow burn and you're like 
okay, this is an okay movie until it gets to the very end. The payoff is so huge. Mm-hmm. The full Monty is like that, but I love a dance movie. You're going movie. for the full Monty. <laughs> I know you do. Oh, I love I it. I feel that way about Strictly Ballroom. That's Australian, but still. Yes, I love Strictly Ballroom. It's kind of a slow burn, but then. Anyway. Sparkles. Um, I knew a guy once who was from Australia, and honestly, his parents were ballroom dancers for a living. He's a professional actor. Serious? He's in a bunch of stuff that I don't want to say his name in case it would make him feel weird. But um, he, I got really nervous. He used to take um, headshots on the side to like make extra money because when you're an actor, it's like who knows. So he was taking my headshots one year, and we. I, I started embarrassing myself because he's Australian. And so I was like, oh, you like Strictly Ballroom? Which was like, Audrey, shh. Like, don't. And he was like, I love that movie. It's my favorite movie. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. What did you think he was going to say? I thought he would be like, that is deeply offensive. Do you ask every British person if they love some notably British movie? Like, I just thought he was going to be really mad at me. <laughs> I thought it might be, like, offensive to people from Australia, but it's not. It's not. He loved it. Of course he did. <laughs> my, my first, I tied this one, too. I yes. had a really hard time. Um, Aaron Brockovich. Oh. I just, I don't know. It's a good story. Good performances. I've never seen it. Albert Finney. You have it? It's good. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Albert Finney. <laughs> good performances. Um, good writing. And then High Fidelity. I love High Fidelity so much. That's on my list a little bit later. That was when I was really, like, first introduced to Jack Black and the brilliance that is him. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I do remember that being, like, a breakout. I just think he was so funny in that. And I think that was one of John Cusack's better performances, too. I completely agree with you. And the music. Just, like, the obvious love of music, Stephen Freer's, like, it just seeps through. You can feel it. It's... Who wrote the book? I'm not sure. Nick Hornby, I think? That sounds right. Who wrote that? Nick Hornby? Okay, got it. Thanks, Audrey. Bye, Audrey. (laughs) I'd like to be in that store every day, or... Oh, me too. I'll work there. The only thing about that movie is that I think... I, I don't know if you had this experience, but I love John Cusack so much that I hate the woman no mm-hmm. matter what, I have which that. embarrasses me because I don't normal. I'm not normally like that yeah. with actresses. I don't, am I? A little bit. Really? A little bit. Give me examples. Well, I would like to fancy myself very lifting up of other women. But, but it's not bad. But who no, do I hate? You're very uplifting, but it's funny how if you're not jealous. You can say the word jealous. If you're jealous, <laughs> yep. you can say it. <laughs> You're like, I hate that. I don't want to tell you why. <laughs> I'm a charity. It's funny. That is such a vulnerable movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of represents the type of person that we are. That is a Cosby sweat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was so funny to do in the middle of us talking about it. He's a collector. He's um, way too in his own head. He's, He's a genius. Creative. <laughs> He's a good-looking genius. He's amazing. He's just like us. <laughs> Stars, they're just like us. <laughs> Stars grocery shop. <laughs> Stars get mad at people taking pictures of them when they shouldn't be because it's weird and invasive. No, but I felt the same way. 
I don't know. It might have had something to do with that actress. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like her either. Still dumb? Mm. I don't like her either. That's Mm -hmm. just all. She was mean. She cheated on him. Yeah. That really bothers me. It really bothers me too. Don't cheat on John Cusack. Come on. Get it right. Don't cheat on John can't you be more like Ioni Sky? Yes. She is so. Uh, I can't. <laughs> she put my her ears, head down. My ears are getting uh, hot. We're going to stop talking about John Cusack. Here we go. The blood is rushing. <laughs> Nobody hurts John Cusack's characters. Except for John Cusack. <laughs> Who hurts himself frequently. When he was in that one movie. Identity. Identity. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Audrey. What was your favorite song of the year 2000? My favorite movie song. From the year 2000 is Led Zeppelin's That's the Way from the Almost Famous soundtrack. Of course. That song puts me into a state. <laughs> like a, a state of state. being. It, it's the opposite of a fugue state because it makes me feel like everything is okay. Like everything is right with the world. I used to run to that song my freshman year of college, actually. Back when you had to hold the CD player, like it was a dinner plate. <laughs> and so I would run and I would just listen to that song over and over and over and over. And it just makes me feel centered. It just does something to my mind. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Led Zeppelin songs make me feel that way. But yes, I understand that feeling. What's weird is that I, I am a Led Zeppelin fan, but I'm not like a huge Led Zeppelin fan. And in fact, a lot of their songs I have to turn off because mm-hmm. they kind of put me into like overdrive. Like they make me want to like punch a guy or I don't know. Like, I guess I'm very, what I'm saying is I'm psychologically vulnerable to Led Zeppelin songs. I, I had to tie for this one because Stevie Wonders, I believe, is like right underneath That's the Way for me. And then if we had a best soundtrack mm-hmm. category, it would be Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Hmm. The end. Hmm. What was your favorite song? Well, that's so funny because my favorite song, I put I Believe. I love Stevie Wonder. Amazing. But if I had, if we could put Best Soundtrack, it would be Almost Famous. How funny! Because I love all of the music yeah. in that movie. Uh, what about your favorite poster? Oh, High Fidelity. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Iconic. What about you? What Lies Beneath. I love the <gasps> hand over the bathtub. It's um, misleading. Mm-hmm. It makes you think it's like she's a creature or yeah. something. You have no idea. Oh, Let's talk about it. Okay. What Lies Beneath is on my can't believe it didn't make my list. Same. Do you remember either where you were when you first saw it or how you reacted? Yes. I saw it at the movies. With? That I don't remember because I don't have your still trap of a mind. <laughs> I don't remember either. But when I found out the spoiler end, I was English your mind. I lost my mind because I did not see. I mean, spoiler alert. Okay, it's been like if you haven't seen it by now, years. you are on your Harrison phone. Ford is the bad guy. That's why it's such perfect casting. It's perfect. He totally gaslights her. Yeah, he makes her think she's going crazy. Oh yeah, I think the performances in that movie are really great. I love an homage movie, mm-hmm. and it's the perfect homage to Alfred Hitchcock. Oh yes, in just about every way. All of the um, can't like the camera work. Yeah, is very Hitchcockian. The way that that movie uses themes and imagery, and mm-hmm. that that's a movie that you could show to a class, and you could hit all kinds of different topics. Like it's firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of movies now forget all the tools they have at their disposal. And that movie just uses them so well. It does. That movie makes me want to 
stand in the rain and cut flowers and be by the ocean and wear nightgowns instead of pajamas. Strangely enough, even though it's a horror movie, you still want to live. You want to crawl inside of it. In that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just a great movie. And terrifying. I think we saw it at the theater with a bunch of people. I think we did. I remember all of us screaming bloody murder mm-hmm. at several of the jump It's scares. super scary. I want to know what your most traumatic movie of 2000 was. The Cell. Some of the imagery in that is very disturbing. That Yeah, that movie is very Salvador Dali and a little Freddy Kahlo and a little Krueger. A little Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Who wants to go in the mind of serial killer? I don't. Nobody. Not me. Anyway, <laughs> it was very traumatic. What was yours? Um, Men of Honor, because I don't like to see Cuba Gooding Jr. suffer. <laughs> Seeing it at the, um, what is now the Dollar Theater? In Avon? Or maybe it's demolished. Uh, it's demolished. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Right. I think it's in LA Fitness now. That's upsetting. In its place. That's weird. <laughs> LA Fitness. <laughs> no more art. <laughs> Only your fitness. body is your art now. Your body. Audrey, what was your guilty pleasure of 2000? I have three. Can I do three? I'm <gasps> <laughs> going yes. to guilty. Bring it on. Yeah. Which I don't really feel guilty about. Me it's neither. a really funny movie. And it, it had some important things to say in a goofy way, and it's good cast, and I like it. Very much. Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. And finally, Dracula 2000. I remember. Love your face. Describe the face you made. I don't know how to. You gave me hardcore side eye. <laughs> you, you looked really shocked. <laughs> but you know I love good monster movies. I do. 17-year-old Audrey, who could drive herself to the movies, just thought that was really cool. It's <laughs> cool movie. Cool. And it was a neat twist. You I know don't the twist know. ending? The twist ending in Dracula 2000 is that he's Judas Iscariot, and that's why he's afraid of crosses and silver. Judas Iscariot? Here's the thing. Yeah. And that's why he's, like, eternal. Dracula like, is Judas. Yes. Which I think is interesting as a premise. Okay. <laughs> It is a terrible movie, because guess what? It was also on TV this week. It was? Yes. And it is very bad. And that is rough. It is very terrible. But it doesn't surprise me you like your monster movies. I love my monster movies. And we will give you that. Thank you. How about you? What were your guilty pleasures? I put Bring It On, but as I'm glancing my list, I would also say that Scream 3. Ooh, yes! Is a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, Is that the one where they're making the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was also on TV Wait. this week, and I'm not kidding. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one where they're making the movie. Did you say Charlie's Angels? I did. That's. I love that movie, too. I know. It's hard not to. It's really hard not to. It's a confusing movie as a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> but a really good performance uh, from Sam Rockwell. Yes, a a great, fun performance, and Bill Murray. And Bill Murray, and it has some really funny moments, so... And it was made by Drew Barrymore's production company, so it was like... But then it gets a little mixed up (laughs) message it's trying to send. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) It's it's like a... A a Russian nesting doll of feminist confusion, confusion because... (laughs) They are empowered women in the movie, but the way that they're empowered is that they use their sexuality very frequently to trick men. Right. Which is not very empowering at all. And even when they're, like, talking to each other, even if there's no man present, they say these really slumber party, pillow fighty, exploitative things to each other, and it's like, 
it's fine. I'm not a prude. I don't care. It's, like it's our guilty pleasure. It, yeah, it doesn't offend me. But when you, it kind of makes your brain short circuit when you watch it now <laughs> a little bit. I still watch it. I love it. It's a blast. It's fine. It's good. It's fun. Please don't be mad at us, Drew Barrymore. We love you. You're amazing. We love you so much. Okay, next movie. <laughs> Most influential. Return to me, hands down. Of course. Hands freaking down. Directed by Bonnie Hunt. Charming, classic film style. Wonderful, hilarious cast. When he eats that food, it makes me want to eat that food. Every oh. single time. It looks so delicious. What is it? Cabbage? Yeah. It's like Italian. It's an Italian-Irish restaurant. Yes. So funny. Minnie Driver is always so charming, but she's... <laughs> I love her. It's a really great movie. I have gone to several of the locations that they filmed at in Chicago. Right. Because I just... Wish I could have gone with That you. was the... I know, me too. Yeah. There's still time. There is... Um, that was the second movie I saw four times in the theater. Wow. It was Runaway Bride first and then Return to Me next. It just resonated with me on every single level. It's a very innocent movie mm-hmm. and it's hard to do an innocent movie. Return to Me shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. It's goofy premise-wise if you think about it too long. Like, it's a woman who gets the wife of a this man's... Oh, gosh. She gets the heart <laughs> of his dead wife. Yeah. Grace has Bob's dead wife's heart. <laughs> and it's For the love work. of God, he's only a man! <laughs> it's so quotable. It's so, so good. funny. Come How about on. you? What was your most influential? Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. Yay! Good one. Good choice. I That's very it. much your sense of humor. I love it. I still watch it. Especially with my kids. We all love it. I just love David Spade. I think he is really actually very brilliant. Like, oh, yeah. He can tell a story like nobody I've ever seen with like humor. And it's very quotable. It's it's hilarious. Do you know that was supposed to be David Spade and Chris Farley? I think I did know that. Isn't that heartbreaking? It's so sad. And now a moment of We're going to take a break to weep. <laughs> Wrong Nella. <laughs> what was your confession movie? I have never seen American Psycho. Don't. <laughs> okay. Good advice. Why should I not see it? Do yourself a favor. It's actually really well written. Like, <laughs> the story is a, it's a cool concept and it has, like, an ambiguous ending. But it's highly violent. I really want the tagline to be, he's a real lady killer. Was it? Was it? I don't know. I really want it That's to be. That's good, though. <laughs> I don't think you would appreciate it. Yeah. I think you'd be like, gross! I would put American Psycho in the same category as Fight Club as, as far as like movies that were so effective at the story they were trying to tell that they ached me out. Mm-hmm. I would assume it's meant as a, it's based off a book, right? Mm-hmm. And I would assume it's meant as a criticism of yuppie culture. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're just guessing. guessing. Well, people You're talk about it's a, that's like a book people talked about in college. True. Right? Everybody's always talking about American Psycho. I think the guy who wrote American Psycho had a lot of very popular novels. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name either. Blake Jenner. That's not right. No, I think that was the guy from... Uh, Rip Ripley. Blake Blakington. It's like, it's a yuppie name. Blake Blue Boop. Brett Easton Ellis. That's it. It came to my mind, but I gotta find the other movie that He's a did. sick, sick man. Or he's a brilliant mind criticizing sick, sick man. He is. Mine was Requiem for a Dream. I have also not seen that. Um, I'm a little afraid. Me too. Because it looks pretty intense. People talk about but it. But people talk about it. So I'm like, should I? Shouldn't I? <laughs> should I? I feel like we shouldn't, probably. I think so, too. I think it's very depressing. 
that's one of those movies that people are like, oh, it's devastated me for weeks and I've been so depressed. You've got to see it. And I'm like, no. That's Why? like what people say about. They um, smell this. Yeah. It smells really bad. <laughs> no, I don't want to. That's how I feel about American Psycho. <laughs> I mean. Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> what was your worst movie and or movies? There was a lot of 2000. I just am taking a wild leap here. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to go out on a limb for Battlefield Earth. Me too. Oh, yeah. Also haven't seen it. I can't. The clips are I enough. <laughs> I will not see it. You can't make me, whoever you are. You can't make me, John Travolta. <laughs> Hard as you try. It looks atrocious. Also bedazzled. Bedazzled was really bad, and I wanted really it to be good. Bad. Any other ones that were not good? Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. But I remember really liking it. I did, too, at the time. Yeah. But then I rewatched it a few years ago, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Sandy Frank? What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Center Stage. Yeah. Which I also we really that together. loved. Yep. I loved that it's movie. It's so stupid. Terrible. Decent the, ballet. Horrible The end dancing was ridiculous. But I do like Zoe Saldana. I do like I love her. her in anything that she does. She's the only one that emerged from that movie somewhat unscathed. unscathed. <laughs> um, Space Cowboys. Didn't see that. Really loved it. Shanghai Noon. What is that? It's Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson in a Western. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. <laughs> Terrible. I was as disappointed by Dungeons and Dragons as I was by Mortal Kombat 2. Mm. Combat harder. <laughs> Jeremy Irons openly came out and was like, I needed to do a renovation on my house. So I took this movie. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. That's awesome. So bad. How about you? Any others? No, no, like, really bad ones. There was a submarine movie with Bon Jovi called U571. I remember. Wait a minute. I'm trying to think if there was a really Who famous says, actor. You can't go home in a submarine. U571. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, looking it up. It's a hit song. While you're looking it up, I'm going to tell you the movie that I can't believe didn't make my list. Yes, please. Return to Me. Because I love it, too. But it just didn't land anywhere. Yeah, I know how you feel. That's why I jammed High Fidelity into Best Poster. This is going to blow your mind. Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, Bill Paxton. John Bon Jovi. Harvey Keitel. David Keith. What? Jake Weber? Now I have to watch it. Harvey Keitel? Yeah. Random. But Jake Weber, I'll watch it for him. My heart. Jake Weber, I will watch a John Bon Jovi movie for you. <laughs> I don't think John Bon Jovi got top billing. Starring John Bon Jovi. As John Bon Jovi. In. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> what was the movie you can't believe didn't make your list? Emperor's New Groove. Pitch Black. It's got the guy who's not. Ice Cube? No, the guy who's not The Rock. Vin Diesel. Oh. It's got Vin Diesel. It's a sci-fi movie. Is there a movie called... Mm. It also has Claudia Black. I don't know what I'm thinking no. of. Farscape. X-Men came out this year and it didn't land anywhere on oh, my yeah. list. That movie was a revelation. It was. And then Not I can't read song. my own writing. It looks like Waddle's Breath. Oh, what lies beneath? Waddle's <laughs> Breath. You know. Waddle's Breath. It's about a British countryside. <laughs> called Waddle's Breath. When a village has to defend itself to Wolf's breath. against the German army in World War II, a witch casts a spell and protects them? Nope, that's bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> and Waddle's breath. Flute solo. <laughs> 
That's um, all my movies that I couldn't believe didn't make my list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you have any movie stories? This yes. Um, I remember when I t- for Father's Day I took my dad to see Frequency. Oh. In the theater, and we went. To, it was a. There was a movie theater that, like, served, now that a lot of them do it, but it served food. But that was, like, a different thing at that time. Um, you two could eat while you watched what, the what movie. What theater was it? I forget what it was called. It was downtown. But um, I took them downtown, and we saw that for Father's Day. What a great movie to see on Father's right? Day. I love Frequency. It's good. I saw that with Jake Henry and Sarah Miller. You did? I did. Where the heck were you? Where was I? Where were you? You didn't invite me. I think you might have been married. I wasn't. Just You were married. No, I wasn't. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that I don't remember being at that you went to. How did that happen? With Jay Kenworthy and Sam <laughs> Miller. <laughs> he leaned into the microphone to say that. You're on blast. Bitter. <laughs> um, what about you? Um, I remember when Leonardo DiCaprio's The Beach <sighs> failed. I remember we were all really happy that it failed and we thought it was funny that it was bad. Mm-hmm. So there was a major case of schadenfreude happening, but why did we want him to fail so badly? I don't know. <laughs> well, I we re- did. We watched that the night before we went to King's Island the night of prom. Did we? At my house. I have no memory and of we that. Were like, Dear God, <laughs> this what is, is this? Worst. It's horrible. I remember seeing Unbreakable with Adam Chandler, and we just didn't get that movie. Mm-hmm. I know everybody loves it, but we laughed hysterically. At the, they call me Mr. Glass reveal. We thought that was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and people in the theater got really mad at us because we were laughing really you hard. You were laughing at a handicapped person. <laughs> it's not funny with handicapped. You're a horrible, horrible <laughs> human being. not it, I swear. It was just funny to me. Uh, and oh, then the I thought, <laughs> I remember being really excited about the replacements. Because I thought it was going to be about the band. I knew that's what you were going to say. And and it was about dumb and football. football and you're like, damn. I quit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, did you have a movie crush? Probably. Hmm. I want you to choose one. I want to peer pressure you to choose one. I would say. You say yours first. Okay, mine's embarrassing, but it will not surprise you. Okay. If you had to guess who my movie crush Brandon was. Brandon Frazier. <laughs> no, what? No, but good guess. It was Gerard Butler in Dracula 2000. Ew. What's wrong with me? Not only was he evil, he was Judas. And I was like, he's cute. I like him. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible choices. I thought Jim Caviezel was pretty handsome, I remember. In frequency. But also J- John Cusack. Oh, yeah. Good one. That's much better than Gerard Butler. And I really Gerard regret my Butler. I really deeply regret it. Do we want to go over any other movies that we jotted down? Yes. Tell me. I had Remember the Titans. I did too. Great movie. I just read, and this may not be true, but I read that that man was the coach, Herman Boone, was like actually a really mean person. <laughs> really? Yes. Like he was abusive. Oh no. I That may be hearsay though, so hearsay. perhaps we should cut it out. So that was just kind of interesting because he's like this inspirational leader the music in that movie is really good, too. Yes. That whole movie is fantastic. It's very good. Is Mike Barinholtz in that movie? 
Is no. he Bartier? No, it's the guy from Medium that plays her brother. Oh, okay, I get him. And then he was in Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. Later. That might explain why I'm constantly like, what a career! I Farrenholtz is out. I might be thinking of those two actors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I wrote that one down, too. <laughs> um, I wrote American Psycho just because, I don't know, it was very disturbing. And Frequency, but we talked about that. Memento? I loved that movie when it first came out. I don't think I've ever seen all of Memento. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought that was just it was a great amazing. Movie. I don't know if I would feel that, that way now. I haven't seen it in a long time. You but... should rewatch it. In my mind, <laughs> the bad guy in Memento, the mustachioed guy, is the guy from Jimmy Fallon's You Sketches the Hey, hey Girls, girl. which dad. makes it a very different movie. Not him. Um, a best in show. Oh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Didn't see it. Was oh, it's so good. Do you remember Snatch? Yes. That's all. It's here for Guy Ritchie. That's all. He's a delight. <laughs> Is he? Did you see the interview? Uh, oh, David Spade interviewed him. He was filling in for Kimmel. No. It was weird. David Spade interviewed Guy Ritchie. Yes, and it was so awkward. Why? And he wouldn't talk. He wouldn't say I anything. I'm desperate to know what kind of beef. Guy Ritchie would have with David Spade. And he kept saying, what did he say? Oh, he kept saying the word Trump, like, like, wink, wink. And I don't know why. Like, that's bizarre. I'll have to show it to you after this. It was the most awkward thing. And poor David was just like, okay, I guess I'll talk if you're not going to talk. no. It was Do you think Guy Ritchie thinks David Spade voted for Donald Trump That's what I was wondering. Um, I wrote Castaway because Robert Zemeckis. It was a really good movie. It, I mean, Tom Hanks, come on. You do? Does it make you sad? It's upsetting. The ball. The whole thing. The it's, ball. It's all very upsetting. I don't. Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm doing a lot of impressions <laughs> this episode. I really like it. You're a delight on this episode. <laughs> Not like other episodes. Oh, nowhere like else. Brag. Um, Where the Heart Is was this year. What's we watched that? that the night before your wedding. We did? Where the Heart Is is the Natalie Portman Midwest Walmart. Oh, where she had a baby Ashley in a Judd. Walmart? Yeah. Oh, exactly the exact premise. <laughs> Do you remember watching that? Vaguely. Yeah. Quills was this year. Yes. And just I recently. just yeah. saw Quills this week. <laughs> and? It was very sad. Yes. Kate Winslet is in that. Good performances. Weird subject matter, upsetting ending. But Joaquin Phoenix is in it. I'm going to say something controversial. Do it. Joaquin Phoenix rarely lets me down. Why do you think that's controversial? <laughs> I don't know. You weird weirdo. <laughs> I really, really like him. What is your favorite Joaquin Phoenix role? Probably, mm, mm, it's a hard question. Walk the line. I have not seen that movie. What? And I love him. Oh, I have a controversial thought for you. Get ready for this. I love him. Don't say Gladiator. No. <laughs> Don't say Gladiator. I, I do think I've ever seen Gladiator, no. knowing what happens in that movie and the things no. that happen. <laughs> I love him in The Village. Yes! And you know what else? I love the movie The Village. I've been, like, scripting a YouTube video about how how very, very underappreciated it it's, is. It's... That was the pivot point for Shaman. It's not only underappreciated, but people don't like it. I don't They actively know. dislike it, and I loved it. I don't know why... That was, I didn't know that you didn't... I, I didn't know you felt this way. I do. I love it. That was the one where I was like... I, pre- I People got pissed at me that I went to see it with because I predicted the ending. 
You always do that. It's so irritating. You always know who the bad guy is, but you, in all fairness, you do lean over like five minutes in and you're like, here's the exact way it's going to end. My sister still You makes... should have been a gosh dang homicide detective. <laughs> My sister still makes fun of me for being like, it's modern times. That's all. <laughs> She'll just like say that to me. His performance in that movie is heart, he's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's heartrending. It's all the heart things that it could be. Any, heart-wrenching. Any heart quality. <laughs> Heart attacking, <laughs> heart squishing, heart soaring. Yeah, all of those things. <laughs> I love him. It's amazing. I, well, okay, then maybe I should share with you my notes for this video because I think M. Night Shyamalan accomplished uh, actually a piece of brilliant um, filmmaking, specifically in patterns. He uses the rule of threes mm-hmm. to exquisite results in that movie, yeah. as well as imagery. I mean, it was the pivot point of where my ears are getting hot. It was the pivot point. I've got a hot yeah, um, <laughs> where people turned against him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not his fault that he likes to make suspense movies or that he likes to make Hitchcock-esque movies. Like, like you can't just turn against a movie because it has a twist ending. No. Like, that's like... that. Then I hope you don't like all of the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. people who are like, oh, I love the Twilight Zone, because that's just one format. It's a genre. That's what he likes to do. And what nerd, like, you love it when he does that. You loved it when you he did that in Sixth Sense. Sense. Yes. What's wrong with you? You turned on him over the village, and I don't like that. I don't either. I defend, when they put him on trial, you and I are lawyers. <laughs> also, yes. My ears are so hot. Well then, okay, my ears don't get hot because of a crush. My ears get hot when I feel strongly well, about something. Okay, That's right. There it is. Now you figured it out. Therapy. I got the hot Podcast yeah. therapy. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to talk about the village more after this. I like We're that. We're not going to torture these people. And then... More about the village. <laughs> <laughs> I put Wonder Boys because I wanted to... This is really embarrassing. No, no, nothing. For some say. reason... I really like the way that Katie Holmes dressed in that movie. Why is that embarrassing? I don't know. Because I was like eight. Your gauge is off for what is and isn't embarrassing. I can say that. This is really embarrassing. I liked her clothes. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. You're a fool. I'm telling everyone. I just really, I just think that's very um, understated uh, performances that I really, I just, I really like it. And it's based on a book that I like too. I like that you Bleep like bloop. <laughs> also, it took me a long time to say the word performances. Oh. Took me five minutes. <laughs> it didn't. Your gauge of time is no, also No, five on. minutes lapsed. We just, we cut it. Did it you was, knock me out? I did. You fell asleep while I was thinking of that word. Do you want to play a quick round of quick? Yeah. Think of a movie you haven't thought of in 20 years? I will try. This is going to be really hard. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's 2018. So we have to think back to 1988. And aim for that era. Okay. Okay. This is going to be really hard. Okay. Ready? Go! <laughs> I jumped when she said go. Uh, Lily Tomlin. David O. Russell. Yelling. I heard Huckabees. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Frozen. <laughs> Fight, flight, or freeze. People forget about the freeze. Um... Clockers. Clock stoppers. Ooh! Uh, good one! Okay. Just looking at things in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Put that 
lamp people. <laughs> <laughs> lamp lighters. <laughs> the TV sets. Oh my gosh, I love the TV sets. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a great underappreciated movie. How are you doing this? Keep working your magic. I want to play it that way too. I'm gonna look around. The Tommy Knockers. Oh my Amazing. Uh, do one about that light the dress switch. maker. Oh, well, that's not 20 years old. It's not? No, that was like just out. Oops. But it's still amazing that you're doing it. Uh, the end tables. Nope. The end with Burt Reynolds. What is the end? It's terrible. You're really good at this. Okay, I'm going to focus on Burt Reynolds now. You think of your own things. Be quiet. Girl with the pearl earring. Oh, Mike. Stop <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I can't These think. are all things in the room, people. <laughs> Firestarter. Stop Now, doing wait a minute. It. Now I'm alarmed. What's... Oh, the smoke alarm. <laughs> Am I on fire? What's happening? Smoke signals. Good one. Yes. Now I'm getting hot. I know. It's a it's an exciting game. It's, it's intense to heat the body. No, Tommy. Oh, that's a good one. I already said Tommy Knocker. It's kind of cheating. Tommy. Tommy Hilfiger. The Tommy Hilfiger story. <laughs> you do one more. Okay. I've done like 90. Um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. There you go. Does that count? Good job, baby. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Good job. This has been a very fun edition <laughs> of Movie of the Year. We want to say thank you for all the emails that you're sending in. What we really want to hear is your movie stories. Do you have yes. any funny stories? Tell us, tell us. About being at the theater for one of these movies, or do you have any funny memories? Did you take your dad to see Frequency did on Father's Day? Did you? I did. You didn't? You're a bad person. Um, also, please like, rate, and review because it really boosts our visibility, and we we want people to listen. We know we know that you're out there, yeah, because we see your numbers on all of our we see you. things, and <laughs> it would mean so much to us if you would write us a review. Absolutely, some of you already have, and thank you so much for that. By mm -hmm. the way, yep. but we need more. It would yes. be so great. We're gonna need more. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in 2001. I have no witty quote or reference about 2001. Me neither. Monkeys. Bye. Yeah, on the list. Nope. <laughs> What's the say? perfect ending? Like 2001: A Space Odyssey, the obelisk. <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch that. You vetoed me. Nope. We could stop. No, I'm gonna keep recording. <laughs> Because it bothers you. It does bother me. God knows what I'll say.